this happened over 10 years ago, so excuse me if the details are a little fuzzy. When I was in high school, my friend Claire came to sleep over. We had made some plans to sneak out and hang out with some guys, and then one of them would drive us home. We got to our friend's apartment, had some fun, and right around midnight, we decided it was time for us to head back. But when we asked to be taken back, everyone says no, despite previously agreeing to bring us back. Everyone just said they were too drunk or too high. So we eventually decided to just start walking back and that we would make some phone calls to see if anyone could pick us up and bring us the rest of the way back. My house was a good 20 minutes away by car on the highway, so there was no way we were walking all the way back. The apartment was towards the back of the complex, so we start making our way to the entrance. We don't even get halfway there before a car starts slowly rolling up behind us. I was 15 or 16 at the time, and very naive to the ways of the world, so I wasn't too concerned, but Claire was a little smarter than me on this night. She tells me to start walking faster, so we start walking faster. The car also picks up their pace behind us, and again, she tells me to walk faster, so we start moving as fast as we can, and that's when the car pulls slightly in front of us and two of the passenger doors then swing open, and two men get out. Realizing there's no walking faster to get out of the situation, she then instructs me to, RUN NOW! So she takes off running, and I follow her. She runs towards a group of parked cars and jumps behind a pickup truck, and for a minute, we just hope and pray that we weren't spotted. This is where the details get a little fuzzy. One of them must have gotten back in the car at some point, as there was only one of them following us behind the truck. We hear a set of footsteps quickly approaching, and she quietly indicates that we're going into stealth mode now. The man is now on the other side of the truck that we're hiding behind. He's circling the truck looking for us, and we're slowly and quietly circling it on the opposite side to avoid being spotted. It honestly felt like a scene from a movie or a video game. We somehow managed to do two or three circles around the vehicle without being detected, and by the grace of God, he gives up and decides to just go back to the car with his friends. This is our one shot to get away. So she told me to run again. So we run for what felt like an eternity, but in reality it was probably only about 15 to 20 seconds. We find the pool house area, then find a spot to hide. We were hidden behind some fences and bushes and were anxiously waiting to see if they would discover us. Their car pulls around to the pool house and we're biting our nails just hoping they don't stop and get out. The car slowly drives away and we then realize we haven't been spotted. We're at least safe for now. But the car circled around the apartment complex for hours and hours and literally hours. They really weren't giving up on looking for us. We were safe for the time being, but now we needed to find a way out of there. It was the middle of winter, and of course we were dressed to impress the guys we went to hang out with, so short shorts and revealing tops. We were freezing. We found a dirty, disgusting Captain America blanket that we huddled up under while making phone calls to find someone to pick us up. We tried contacting the guys at the apartment, but no one answered our calls. None of our friends answered our calls either. 
We just felt completely alone and totally hopeless at this point. But around 5 a.m., someone had finally answered and they said they would pick us up. This was the best news I'd ever heard in my life. Our friends gets to the apartment complex, but they can't find the pool house. The group of men is still constantly circling around, so there's no way we're coming out of hiding. We managed to figure out where our friend is at with a little detective work, figuring out what building they're facing, what's in front of them, as well as if there are dumpsters nearby, etc. We finally figure out where they're at, so we make a run for it. We spot their car and then hop in as fast as we could. Go, go, get out of here! We tell them, and our friend speeds off towards the entrance. We pass the group of men on the way out, and that was the last we saw of them. We made it back home around 6 a.m., just in time to sneak back in without my parents ever knowing we even left. If Claire hadn't been with me that night, I definitely would have been abducted, raped, and possibly even killed. I'm so thankful for Claire and our friend that picked us up. But a big fuck you to the adult men we went to hang out with as teenagers. And especially fuck you to the guys that intended to harm us. On a much happier note, I'm now very diligent and aware of my surroundings. And we washed the dirty Captain America blanket and actually shared custody of it for years after this encounter. I'm not even sure where to begin with this. Whether it was two separate incidents or related, I can't be sure. Anyway, to start off, I'm a small town southern girl. I mean, a town small enough where you never have to lock your doors. Be that as it may, I've always had problems believing that people are real monsters, but life has a way of kicking you with the truth. My husband and I left the small town to move back to the place that he's from, a city almost 2,000 miles away. Family health, job opportunities, things like that. We moved into an apartment that was considered to be in a bad part of town, and I was quick to always lock my doors, everything, especially with our son who was 6 or 7 when this incident took place back in 2020. I should note that there's two incidents in this story. The first happened when my husband first started working as a correctional officer for the state. I won't say which one, as it's really not that important. Anyway, when he was hired, he was working evenings slash nights, leaving me home with our son. When the pandemic hit, he was considered one of the essential employees, and therefore would work his regular shifts. One night, I thought I was going to be like any other, Make dinner, bathe our son, get him to bed, then just spend time watching TV until I either fell asleep or my husband came home. This night, I should have just known something was wrong. I had this innate sense of dread, and I couldn't figure out why. Sure, I heard the emergency sirens and fighting of our neighbors, but we lived in that apartment for a little over a year, and it was common to hear all that. I should also point out that the buildings in the complex were locked, so you need a key to get into the building, but some asshole would always rig our building door to stay open, even with the lack of security. I was in the kitchen cooking dinner as my son had played on the floor with his toys, and I kept the TV noise low as to not disturb anyone. Because I kept it quiet, I could hear everything going on inside the apartment, 
So when I heard the distinct sound of someone messing with my door, clearly trying to break in, I knew it was far too early for my husband to be off and immediately grabbed a butcher knife. I told my son to hide under the dining table and I gave him a small steak knife and he must have heard the panic in my voice because without a word, he silently did as I said. As I made sure that he was safely hidden, I could still hear whoever it was trying to pick open the deadbolt. Once I was sure my son was safe, I clutched the butcher knife and tiptoed to the door, shaking like crazy. They got the deadbolt unlocked a few minutes later. I say they because when they opened my door, there were two men, about 5'9", 5'10", both of them with guns in the waistbands of their pants. I didn't even think at this point, instead going on full motherly protection. Before either one of them could set foot across the threshold, I shot my hand out, knife pointed directly between the eyes of one of them, and then screamed. I swear to God, if you don't get the fuck out of my damn apartment, I'm going to make damn sure that you wish you were never born. Either they forgot they were carrying, or the guns were fake. Or maybe I just surprised and scared them. I don't know. I just know the color drained from their faces, and they ran away and out of the building calling me a crazy white bitch. About two weeks to a month later, we adopted a Siberian Husky mix named Coda. Coda is not the typical Husky. Instead, he likes to lounge around and is generally pretty quiet. With my husband working all the time and me being a stay-at-home mom, it was really no big deal to be sure the dog had his daily walks. One night, a couple of days after we adopted Coda, I took him out to do his business. Now, as a general thing with me, I always have headphones in, as I don't want to bother people or I'm riding and need to focus. This night was no other, and instead of a full walk around the area, I kept him in the yard around my apartment building. It was extremely dark out, even with the streetlights, and I wanted to stay close to my unit. The building has a fence around it with some yard space, just like a painted country fence. Anyway, I had my headphones in listening to music with my back to the fence. I faintly noticed headlights from what I thought was a passing vehicle. I didn't see the car stop at the fence corner, nor the men getting out and coming up behind me. As a side note, I should point out that I'm no taller than 5 foot 0 and I weigh about 130 pounds and my husky weighed almost as much as I do. I was really wondering why he wasn't doing his business, thinking maybe he was just getting a sense of the area. That was when his head turned and then lowered. I thought my own dog was looking at me and snarling at me, but I then turned and saw these guys jump the fence with knives in their hands. At the time, it was cold outside, and there was still a mask mandate in effect, so I never saw their faces. This part scared the shit out of me. I thought for sure I would die, or maybe even get kidnapped or worse. But my dog began to growl, and without warning, leaps right past me and then jumps on one of the men, sinking his teeth in the guy's shoulder. The movement was so sudden that I kind of just stood there speechless, and the other guy that my dog hadn't jumped on then ran back to his white SUV, no license plate. The one my dog had jumped on had managed to struggle free, tearing his hoodie in the process before he too had taken off back to the SUV. 
The two guys gunning it out of there so fast that the tires screamed on the pavement before they disappeared down a dark street. I was in shock after that, absentmindedly petting Coda and calling him a good boy. The dog does his business as if nothing had happened. We go back upstairs to the apartment, and still in shock, I don't even realize how hard I shut the door, waking up my husband after he'd gone to bed. He was understandably angry at first, then asking, what the fuck's going on? It was only when he saw my face, how numb I was, that he guided me to sit down and tell him what happened. It took me a while, at least an hour before I reacted or even spoke. I was almost catatonic. I never had someone attempt to do that to me before. Sure, I've had my fair share of horror story-esque experiences, but never an attempted kidnapping. When I finally told him, my voice was so quiet he could barely hear me, and I ended up having to repeat myself. It was only then that the gravity of the situation finally kicked me in the face. I started shaking, crying, and panicking so hard I couldn't breathe and wretched in the bathroom. I held it together just long enough to get it out. Once that had passed, my husband insisted I called the cops. It took about 20 minutes of coaxing, but I did. They showed up and I spent two hours with a couple of officers trying to explain the whole situation. One of the officers had to sit me down and guide me through another panic attack. After I told them everything, they suggested I change my routine and that they would be doing some follow-ups with the leasing office to get security footage to catch the guys responsible. The cops showed up to the leasing office about an hour after they opened, but they had kept the doors locked during business hours and wouldn't answer the door. The officers told me this and then explained they drove around the complex to look for security cameras, but they found none. So they found out and then told me that the security the leasing office possessed was only one camera, which was pointed in the main office, and that was it. So not only would these dickheads not answer the door, they also had no security footage, and they boast to have excellent security. Yeah, my ass. Like I said before, I don't know if the two incidents of what happened to me are related or not. I personally don't think they are but it was still very frightening to be in a location that I'm supposed to consider my home and then have my own home broken into and I'm almost abducted right out of my yard. We ended up moving out a month later into a small town neighborhood several miles away where it's a hell of a lot safer. But that's my story. If anyone's ever feeling unsafe for reasons they can't explain or just a general sense of anxiety that something bad's going to happen, don't ignore it. And please stay alert. I was 22 when this happened. I was in my apartment late at night, and I was just putting some things away in my closet and making my bed. At about 11.45, I had heard a loud knocking at my door, and I then heard a guy's voice say loudly in a terrified tone, Michael, it's Jason. Open the door real quick. Please hurry. It was my friend Jason. He's also a resident in the apartment complex that I live in. I opened my door and he came running into my apartment like Roadrunner. He then told me to lock the door quickly as he was being chased by a guy from high school that we both graduated with. Then I heard a guy's voice scream really loudly. Jason, where the fuck are you? 
Get the fuck back here, you fucking prick! I recognized the guy to be Zachary. A guy from high school who was really rude to everyone all the time. I freaked out, so I locked my door, and I asked Jason what the hell was going on. He told me that Zachary was chasing him, saying he was going to literally kill him for making his girlfriend leave him. He even showed me texts that Zachary sent him. The text had said things like, I know where you live, and I'm coming to murder your stupid ass, as well as other things. For example, you're going to pay for making my girlfriend dump me, you fucking traitor. Zachary had also sent Jason a photo of himself with a terrifying angry look on his face while holding a handgun, and then another text that said prepare to die. Apparently, Zachary's girlfriend left him for constantly being aggressive and demanding, and that Jason showed her evidence on his phone of him being like that. He showed me the video as well. Afterwards, I called the police, and I told them to hurry. Jason then took my phone, and he told the police what Zachary was wearing so they knew who to catch. Right after I hung up my phone when Jason gave it back to me, we hid in my bathroom and then locked the door. There was then a loud pounding on my apartment door, followed by Zachary screaming, Open up this fucking second, Jason! I know you're in there with Michael! I went to the door and then screamed to Zachary that the police were called and they're on their way. Jason was still hiding in my bathroom with the door locked. Then I kid you not, Zachary kicked the door open. He then aggressively shoved me to the floor and put a gun right to my head. He then got right in my face and then screamed at the top of his lungs. I know he's here! Tell me where the fuck he is or you're gonna die too! I was really fucking scared at this point. It felt like my heart was racing at a million miles a second. Right at the perfect moment, two police officers then came in and then screamed at Zachary to drop the gun and step away from me with his hands up. He was arrested. Jason then came out and we both showed the police the text and then explained everything that happened. Zachary was just screaming at the both of us, saying he'll be back to get his revenge. The police then took Zachary away, with Jason and I both very relieved. I invited him to stay in my apartment for the rest of that night for safety's sake. He appreciated the offer, but neither one of us could get sleep for the rest of the night because of Zachary. Jason and I eventually went to go get therapy due to all the trauma, and to this day, it still gives the both of us nightmares. We thankfully never saw Zachary again after that night. Zachary, you're a fucking maniac for what you tried to do to Jason and I. And I hope you rot in hell where you belong. That night will forever scar me. I'm so glad that I don't live in apartments anymore. At least in the city I used to live in. I had a family across the hall from me, and they were okay people. Except for their oldest son. He didn't say much. But when he did, he talked in a creepy kind of soft-spoken way like Michael Jackson, but more like he was on something. He had offered to help us move my wife's stuff into our apartment when her family showed up with a U-Haul, and her family being trusted people said yes. Now, I was a bit hesitant, but we did need the extra help. We somehow got to talking about a pair of pants that I no longer needed, and he's immediately like, Yo, can I have them? Sure, whatever, dude. 
He stares at the pants like he found a lost treasure. It was weird. As we're moving stuff, he then asks if there's anything else he can have. Creepy. I told him we'd let him know if something fit him that we don't want. After that, my wife knew firsthand just how weird he was. One time, he randomly knocked on our door and asked if we wanted to buy some candy. No fucking way I'd ever buy candy from this guy. Fast forward a few months later, and some unrelated stuff in our apartment was making us uneasy, and we were seriously considering not renewing our lease. I knew it was time to leave when we were woken up at 6am one morning to hear the police shouting, It's the police! Open up! We have a search warrant! They shout two more times, and then we hear a loud crack, and we saw through the people that they busted down a door. A week later, the family moved out. I hated that they left because other members of the family seemed pretty normal. Unfortunately, a week or two later, we see the older creepy-ass son hanging around our hallway. I had nodded to him on my way out to get the mail, and I then called my wife like, He's still here? What the hell? She says I should strike up a conversation to find out if his family's still here, and then I'm confused even though we saw them taking out furniture. So when I came back to the apartment, I had made eye contact, and I asked how his family's doing. They're good. He responds, Cool, cool. Good to hear. I haven't seen y'all around lately. I thought I saw them moving stuff out. Wait, did y'all move? Yeah, they moved. I ended the conversation soon after, and then went back into my own apartment. If they moved, why the hell is he hanging around our hallway? The only thing I can think of is that maybe the older son was into drugs, which would explain his weird behavior. Then the police caught him buying or selling drugs and busted down his family's place because it's his address. Maybe they didn't take him with them because they didn't want part of any of his lifestyle. It's really the only thing I can make out of it, and we only saw him a couple more times before we moved. We barely landed an opening in an apartment on the other side of the town, which is much safer. Our budget was real tight, but it was well worth it, and I'm so glad that I don't live in that area anymore. Peace, love, and be safe and vigilant out there, everyone. Please. Hey, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always... Stay.